Welcome to Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on whatever topic the guys choose. Their goal is to entertain and inform you on a variety of themes. This podcast is an expression of their lifelong love and commitment to music. Simply stated, music is life. This show may include adult themes and language. Once again, welcome to Musically Challenged. Here are your hosts, Chad and Lou. Welcome to episode 23 of Musically Challenged, your weekly helping of random music conversations based on pretty much whatever topic we want. I'm your host, Lou Schwalbach, and with me, as always, is Chad Knight. Don't tell anyone I'm here. Okay, we won't. Now, we're going to continue on with our series of the decade number ones, and this time we're going to be moving to the 90s. Now, I don't know about you, but 90s, I was kind of into music, but not. I kind of lost touch because I didn't so much care anymore. You know, you really got into the the boy bands heavily. You know, your Insyncs and your your Boys to Men and your uh, what's those other ones? I can't even remember. But you know, you had these boy bands. Not a thing I'm into. You know, and I just really never got into a lot of anything after about 1995. Maybe a couple of years before that. I just I graduated high school in 1994, and you know, you go out into the real world. You start going to college. You start doing these other things and music started to take a back seat there for a while. So, well, and I have to say that when it came to the music of the nineties, what everybody else liked and thought was like the number one hits, I didn't. So it's not that I really didn't like the music of the decade. It was more that I was into things that the rest of the U S apparently wasn't fair enough. So, so should we jump right into this? Might as well. Let's go ahead and kick off 1990 with a three peat. A three-peat, of which, just to be fair, I knew two of them. Okay. <laughs> and we'll get to them, but it was I thought it was kind of funny that there was a number one out there that I don't remember. I didn't remember it by the name, and then I listened to it, and I went, I vaguely remember the, the uh, the not the hook, but the, the, uh, the chorus. The chorus. But I don't really even remember the song. No, it was a big nope for me. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing about that. So why don't we start off with a big nope, just to get it out of the way. All right. All right, that was Because I Love You, the Postman song by Stevie B. For All right. four weeks. Yeah, let's, let's listen to it to start with. Because I love you. Now, the question is, I wonder if anybody out there remembers it. Oh, I'm sure they probably do. I just, it was again, it was a big nope. I was just like, oh, that's what that song is. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't remember the song, like I said, and I went to listen to it, and I realized I still didn't know it. So I listened to it, and I realized I would have, that I would have changed the station when I was younger if this had come on. Oh, oh, I probably wouldn't have been listening to that station to begin with. So not every number one can be good. <laughs> this one is in that category for me. I guess I'll, I'll just pass on this one. I got nothing to say. I really don't. So we're going to move on to our next one. All right. Our next one is Vision of Love by Mariah Carey. Four weeks once again. Now, Mariah is known as one of those artists that back in the day at least had just an incredible 
uh, vocal range. She does, or she did. I don't know if she still does. I no. haven't. I don't really listen to. I didn't listen to Mariah Carey, and I still don't listen to Mariah Carey. There's a couple songs if it comes on, I'm not going to change it. I mean, as a person, don't well, I'm, fr- to- I'm pretty damn lazy, so the song's got to be pretty bad for me to change the station. Well, considering most of the time when I listen to music nowadays, it's on Pandora. No, oh, so okay. If it comes on, it's really easy to just be like next. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But, um, no, if it came on, I'd listen to it. This one, I remember the song, forgot what it was called, but not terrible. It's just, it's a Mariah Carey song. I mean, she's got a type, and that's, this is a type of her song. Yeah, you know, and, well, let's listen to it, and then I'll, then I'll say my piece. Had to be So, I have always said that Mariah Carey has a voice for the ages. She really does. She, uh, it's beautiful. That said, like I I said already, I never really got into her music. This song, however, I really, I really enjoy this song. I like it because she doesn't go into her high register too much. That was always one of the things with Mariah Carey that made me just instantly want to be done listening. Is, you know, she hits a high note, it just kind of... Great. But she she has a powerful voice, and it's a voice that isn't grating most of the time. That's about all I have to say about this song, though, really. No, that's pretty much covered all the bases right there. All right. So our last one for 1990 was Nothing Compares to you, Letter U yeah. by Sinead O'Connor, again, for four weeks. And correct me if I'm wrong, this was written by Prince, wasn't it? Uh, yes, I believe you are correct. And it's just, it's a really slow melodic song she's got a great voice i mean and she's a little bit out there up top i think but that being said the song's just a great song i mean it's a real good not even a feel-good song but just kind of a, an emotional song that kind of gives you the feels and it's it's a perfect song for one person to another should we uh take a listen to it absolutely all right nothing compares Alright, so I'm going to start off by admitting that Sinead was as hot as hell. I, there was something about the, the shaved head. And, anyway, this song really is about, you know, trying to get over a breakup. And it's kind of sad when you sit and listen to it. Personally, I'm shocked that this was only number one for four weeks. I think I listened to this song almost every day for months. I was bit by the song. I love this song. I can't tell you why to this day, but listening to it again to get ready for this podcast... It hasn't, in my mind, diminished what the song was, is, or will become. This could have easily been on our Guilty Pleasure podcast for me. And, you know, when we do it again, maybe it'll be on there. Isn't that the damnedest thing, though, when you get a song that there's no legitimate reason why it should resonate with you so much, but then all of a sudden it's just like, I really, really like this song, but I could not tell you why. You know, I think the video has something to do with it, because it's that really close shot on her face. With the single tear. With the single tear. 
because I had that same attraction to the start of Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. And they do the same thing, the tight on the face with the single teardrop. Okay, yeah, I can you see know, that. kind of thing. And I, maybe it's something to do with that imagery that calls to me. I don't know. But there, there's something about this song, and I couldn't tell you what it was. You know, and I know that on later recordings that there are going to be songs that either one of us are going to come up with that are going to fall under that same one where there's no legit reason why. But let's go for 1991, the year of Terminator 2 and all kinds of other fun things. Including our number one song that was on for seven weeks, which you're already shaking your head, and that was Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams, which I believe is off of the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves soundtrack. This is probably one of the sappiest love songs that's out there, but this is a panty dropper. And obviously a boom splat song, too, according to Chad. Now, this this one here was played at every... Every love scene, every dance, anything you ever saw, I mean, this was pretty much the, I am at your beck and call for whatever you want, my dear. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, go ahead, listen to it. This song and the movie that it's attached to are things I do not like to see or listen to. I just didn't like either one. The movie, because it was an attempt at an epic telling of Robin Hood, and it ended up being just a fucking snooze fest. The song... Oh, come on, man. It had Alan Rickman in it. Just because there's a good actor in a bad... He's a redeeming factor in this. There is a good actor in a bad movie does not, therefore, make it a good movie. No, the movie itself wasn't great, but at the same time, I mean, his scenes were good. He was a damn good bad guy. (laughs) Well, yes, he was. He was Robin Hood's Hans Gruber. Yeah, I mean, the song, most likely because it was shoved down our throats for the better part of the 90s, Honestly, I'm just done talking about this one. That's perfectly fine. I'm just going to say Brian Adams has a really good voice. We've already talked about other stuff that he's done. I like him as an artist. This is not one of my top ten. This is always his. And I will agree with you that the man has a great voice. And he's a trooper, man. We already talked about how much yeah. work that he does. Oh, yeah. So on that note, let's go to 92. 92 was the end of the road for boys to men. Boy bands! Ah! For 13 freaking weeks. I know. It's kind of amazing after we've went through decades of... Four, three, four. Seven weeks is like long. 13 goddamn weeks. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of panty droppers, I think anybody, anything that this group has done kind of turned into that. Mm Mm-hmm. It it, it was... I mean, let's be realistic. They did four-part harmony, Mm -hmm. and they did it well. Yo, I'm not gonna take any take anything points away from them. If they, I if they I sounded great. If I had to listen to a boy band, it would be Boys to Men. I have never been a big fan of the boy band era. Sure, if you were a Menudo fan. No. <laughs> no. But Boys to Men had an edge to them in my opinion. Plus if you knew the song and you could sing it into your date's ear as you danced close with them, it was make out time. Another one of those, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, well, let's take a listen to it and, uh, you know, take this uh, 20 seconds to make out with the one you love.
guess boy bands, they were good for that. They were easy. You could, you, if you knew the words well enough to sing to your date, you had makeout time. But, I mean, obviously you're not a big fan of... No, slow grooves don't do it for me. I guess maybe it's because I didn't date. Could be. Back then, um, it just, it was boring. You never put the vinyl Barry White on and... Vinyl, huh? <laughs> I remember vinyl. I do too, but the only vinyl we had in our house was Skinnerd and Rolling Stones and ZZ Top and, let's see, Blackfoot and Skinnerd again. We had oh, little, man, we, we, had, had we had Johnny Cash and Willie Nelson and Patsy Cline and... Yeah, so we had... <laughs> we had I mean, the, like the, the music biggest, of our eras. Yeah, the biggest, the biggest, closest thing to rock and roll we had was Elvis. The the most recent, I think, the last piece of vinyl I remember my dad ever buying at Intersleeve was Bruce Springsteen's "Born in the USA." Okay. With the flag and the 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 butt and the hat and everything on it, and that was the last piece of vinyl I think my dad ever bought. I just recently bought a piece of vinyl. Well, it's because it's making a comeback, of course. Yeah, I mean, I bought Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction on vinyl. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, my record player doesn't work, but I have it on vinyl. So someday you can get a good one. Yeah. Now, we're going to move to 93, and this song I loathe. See, I'm... we're going to be at odds on this one. <sighs> okay. We can. Be... I like the original. Do not like this cover. And that is I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston for thankfully only nine weeks. However, in that nine weeks, it was heavily played at least 40 times a day. Well, because it, it coincided with the release of The Bodyguard. Which was another Costner movie. Right. Which, I never saw the movie, honestly. I have, after after hearing this song, I had no ambition to. You know, I get, I, I think you get the idea of simply by watching the music video. I, I think they just took clips from the movie. Yeah. And made the video. Hmm? So Whitney Houston was once the best voice in music, and then drugs happened. And unfortunately, she died young and left us music to listen to. I did really like the song and the catalog of Whitney. Rest in peace, Whitney. Absolutely. She had a great voice. I think Whitney's 80s music was way better than than this or anything else. Oh, yeah. This is one of those that they played the hell out of it so much that I came to get a deep hatred for it. And I still, to this day, have not forgiven it. So Okay, so... I get that. I get overplaying. In fact, as much as a Bon Jovi fan as I am, if um, the... The the, uh, oh, the Wanted Dead or Alive? No, not Wanted Dead or Alive. That's one I can actually stomach, but... Um, Blaze of Glory. No. Damn it. These are the ones they play all the time. That's... No, it's the it's the one... Bad Medicine. Oh, okay. my God. It was so overplayed in the 90s okay. that it got to the point where if I was listening to a CD, I would skip through it. If it was on the radio, I'd find a different station. Because it was so overplayed. So I get that hatred. It's only been recently that I can listen to Bad Medicine and not be like... Ugh. Fight your fight, fight your finger going towards the button. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now we'll just take a quick listen. And I will always love you. I will always love you. This is a cover of a Dolly Parton song, and Dolly Parton herself actually has very much said she loves this song. She said it was a great cover. She loved it. She endorsed it. She thought it was great. So are you saying are you saying Dolly Parton is wrong? No, I'm saying that I don't care for the song. She may love what they did to the material. I like Dolly Parton's version. 
It's, it's which is uncommon for me to like a country version versus a right. pop version, but maybe that's just because it's got a different pacing, it's got a different voice to it, and I just maybe someday my opinion will change, but that day has not shown up yet. All right, fair enough. Ninety four. Graduation year for you. The and, year I graduated. And yeah. It's another boys to men song. This time for fourteen goddamn weeks, <laughs> and that is I'll make love to you. Okay, they they topped the charts in 94. I remember dancing this song at my my senior year in high school and a few more beyond that. I mean, I've probably danced to it within the last five years, to be honest. It was a great dance music uh, because it was slow and it was relatively easy to sing along with. This was another hit by them, and that was a great make-out song. What else is there to say, really? I enjoyed the song. And the guys, I mean... They put it all on the table and pretty much say, we're going to do everything for you, and in the end, we're going to do you. Yeah. So let's let's take a quick clip. Listen. There's really not a whole hell of a lot extra to say to this. I mean, it was a, it was a, again, it was a dance song. I mean, any movies nowadays that they put out there, especially movies with uh, black leads, they always put like the hip hop R and B in there, and this yep. is one of them that always makes it. No, absolutely, and and I mean, there's a reason for that. It's a good song. It's a slow jam. Yeah, it's it may not be your thing, but. It's a good song. All right, let's move on. So we're going to go to 1995, which is my graduation year, and that was Mariah Carey with Fantasy for eight weeks. <laughs> this is one of those where she gets a little higher on her voice, and this is a, a boom splat song for me. <laughs> it really is. I mean, it's one of those where the back and forth with the sounds, I can help just a little bit, but it's like one of those where I'll listen to a part of the song, I'm like, okay, that's enough. Fair enough. I mean, great voice. Not really my kind of thing. What can I say about Mariah Carey that I didn't say back on the, when we talked about the Nook song in the 90s? True enough, yeah. Nothing really. Nothing changed for me in my appreciation of her music from then until 1995. Right. Great voice, great ability, not my thing. No. And here, you can listen to it, just a piece of it, just so we can say we did it. Quote the immortal Forrest Gump. That's all I got to say about that. And we move on. All right, we're moving on to 1996. The Macarena, the Bayside Side Boys mix, which from Los Del Rio for 14 weeks. So thankfully, it wasn't just a Boys to Men song that ruled the airwaves for that long. So here's the funny thing, because remember I told you they did the Macarena four times the year I was married, like our, oh, at, our, at, the at, at my reception. Okay, yeah, yeah. This was the year I was married. <laughs> So, 96, you know, this is a remix version of the original song. It's a fun song, and the remix doesn't hurt that. No, it doesn't. Um, I listened, didn't really listen to the classic, I listened to classic rock, I didn't really listen to the top 40 stations, so I didn't get this shoved down my throat as much as most people did. So, when I hear this, it's not an instant turn it off. Well, here, let's take a listen. Macarena, que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría, Macarena. Eh, Macarena. 
Baila tu cuerpo, alegría, Macarena, que tu cuerpo va a dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Baila tu cuerpo, alegría, Macarena. ¡Eh, Macarena! For me, uh, the little bit of change that they did where they, they made people, you know, reverb words and, you know, the stuff they do in remixes. That, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of remixes, but for this type of a song, it doesn't hurt it at all. It kind of worked, actually. It's, I think it's just as good as the original song. Oh, yeah. And it's entertaining. I mean, you don't really listen to so much the words. And honestly, most people don't know the words other than well, hey, Macarena. Yeah, because, I mean, they're in Spanish, most of them. Well, even with the, the actual lady singing it or whatever. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody really even cares. Uh, no. They're too busy, you know, hearing that, that little laugh thing, that, that little laugh sample that they keep going over and over again. Yep, yep. And then those two old perverts doing the, the main thing. And I say that because, honestly, if you've ever watched the video, I watched a pop-up video about this once, and as the women are walking by, these old guys are, like, grabbing their asses on oh, the yeah. entire thing. Los like, Del Rio, they, they thought highly of themselves. Oh, yeah, they did. All right, so 97? Yeah, let's slow things down just a bit. For 1997, we had, uh, it's kind of a medley-type song. It was Elton John did Candle in the Wind, 1997, and Something About the Way You Look Tonight. I don't remember the second song, really, to be quite honest. But the Candle in the Wind, this was the year that Princess Diana died. Correct. So this is the reason that he rewrote his original song instead of being about, I want to say, about Marilyn Monroe. Correct. It became part of... I want to say what they call English Rose, I think. Yeah, they call her, it English Rose. Her yeah. nickname. And it was a really fitting tribute. Absolutely. England lost the princess, and we gained a new version of an old song. Elton changed up the lyrics from, like you said, Marilyn Rowe to make it about Princess Diana. It's an amazing tribute to the late Diana Spencer, Princess of Wales. She was an amazing woman, and Elton is an amazing songwriter. It's unfortunate that he had to write this song. That said, thank you, Elton. I listened to this for the first time in many years. And it still makes me cry. It's it's a very moving song. Mm -hmm. um, well, let's see what your thoughts are. It seems to me you lived your life like a candle in the wind, never fading with the sunset when rain set in. And your footsteps will always fall here along England's greenest hill. Your candles burned out long before your legend ever will. It's a very powerful song. To me, I have to admit, it lost a little bit to it because it seemed like whenever anything major happened, he rewrote it again. Because if you recall later on when Ryan White, the, the AIDS boy, died, he rewrote it for him. And I want to say there's at least one or two other ones he redid it for also. It's quite possible. But when you get down to it, this is the rewrite that everybody knows. Oh, absolutely. And it's a beautiful song. It really is. Yep. So, and there's, there's really nothing else to say about that. No, I think we move on. So for 1998, we have Brandy and Monica for 13 weeks with the song The Boy Is Mine. And... I liked this song. I actually really did. It's when they played the hell out of it again on the radio, Acid IFC. And <laughs> I don't know why. It's just the, the two fighting over a guy basically saying, no, you back off. No, you back off type thing. It was just entertaining to me. Okay. Well, the first thing is uh, I did not know this song. So I really? sat, really, wow. I, so I sat and listened to it a couple times. And what I've come to is that the two girls from Mambo Number no. 5 decided to make a song and this is it. So it's a couple of girls. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. So like you said, it's a, it's a song about a couple of girls fighting over who the guy belongs to. Why not just ask the guy? 
yeah. That would be the easiest way to do it if you asked me. But what do I know, right? It would be the easiest way to do it and probably start the biggest fight for the guy. <laughs> I am not a fan of this type of music, but honestly, I must have been in the minority because... It was number one for 13 fucking weeks in 98. I would have not bought the... I don't think I ever had anything by Brandy because Brandy was the hugely gummed pop artist. Didn't so much care for Monica. I don't know if anybody knew otherwise except for being partnered with Brandy. Wasn't really my style. I wouldn't get other music, but this song itself was just entertaining enough that I enjoyed it. Well, like I've said already, this music kind of ended for me in about 95. There you go. That I mean... I got nothing else to say about this one. Well, let's throw our clip in there quick. So now, I got nothing else to say about it either. So, I, I just want to take this uh, moment to apologize because Lou made you listen to that. I tried to get through it without it, but he beat me to it. I'll take the blame on this one here, but keep in mind, you got one coming, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to finish off the decade of the 90s with where Prince said the decade was going to end, and that was 1999. No, where he said the world was going to end. Everybody knew the decade was going to end in 99. Well, same difference. And that's with Santana with Rob Thomas of, what was it, Semisonic, I think it was? Uh, yeah, I believe you're right. With the song Smooth for 10 weeks. I dig this song. I really, really enjoyed this song. Hey, we end an agreement. Wow. wow. Maybe the world <laughs> is going to end. Maybe. You know, I'll take it, Santana, any day of the week. A guy who can play a guitar like that, and he can sing a little bit, but he's not really singing. You got my vote. The distinctive guitar riff that starts the song and Rob Thomas with his voice running through that, whatever kind of filter that was. Oh, like the distortion filter? Yeah, but it fits this song and it fits the feel of the song. I love it. I mean, I, I had kind of forgotten about the song. I mean, I knew the song, mm-hmm. but I hadn't listened to it in a long time and I right. kind of forgot about it and I, and I was playing it and I got done through the first time through it, which is what I usually listen to a song is one time through, right up my little whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's do that again. <laughs> You know, because it's just got that that feel and that and and just the way they do it. You know, balancing between him coming through this distortion filter mm-hmm. and just his voice. It's just it's a great song. I, I think we should listen to it. I agree. Now, to me, when I hear this, I mean, with that distortion filter that you're mentioning here, too, it just makes me envision like they're just sitting there on a hot day and they're just kind of in a, in a back alley, just playing music on a corner or something. And, you know, you can almost see the air coming up. It's just a sweltering hot day in a city somewhere. And this is what you hear. Did you did you watch the video? Because that's exactly they put them in some little New York barrio, and it was hotter than hell. You could tell. You could see the you know the heat coming up <laughs> off the pavements. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. It's there's there's nothing else to say. I mean, Santana's collaborations with other artists, I think, were very successful. This one being, I think, one of his best ones. No, oh, yeah, I would agree. So we're gonna wrap this one up now. It seems 1990s. We got through a little faster than we did the 80s. That probably has something to do with the fact that we're 80s guys and. A few of the songs in the 90s, we really didn't 
care as much. Plus, there's a lot of them that just had one year. Yeah, or only one, 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 one per year. Yeah, exactly. So there's a few ways you guys can reach out to us and let us know what you think of this episode or any other episode that we've done so far. You can send us an email at musicchallengepodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook. In, uh, we actually have two different pages you can find us at. One is at POI Network, and the other one is at Musically Challenged Podcast. And, you know, reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Again, I want to put out there, uh, our next episode we're going to do is actually an episode that a listener, i.e. my daughter, sent us in a list of music that we went through. We did it just like we put together any other episode, except you pick the music. And we'd like to do more of those. We think that would be a nice way for you guys to get to hear the songs you want to hear. All you need to do is send us in 14 songs by 14 different singers or artists. And we'll put together a list, and we'll do an episode. We'll give you a shout-out for sending in the the, uh, the list. And it'll it, it'll be great. So now Just a word of warning, though. There's not going to be any favoritism either. I mean, if we don't like the song and we think it sucks, we're not going to spe- We're not gonna spare feelings. No, exactly. It's exactly what we do each and every week now. We just tell you what we think, and that's what it's going to be. So uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. You have been listening to a program from the Point of Insanity Network. Visit us at poigamestudio.podbean.com for more shows. Follow us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at POI Game Studio.